we're ready for God to speak to you this morning. It's my prayer as well. If you're new with us, as you just heard Pastor Beth say, my name is Pete, and I have the joy, really, of serving alongside my wife, Kelly, as co-lead pastor. I love leading with my wife. We lead together as a team, and we're so grateful to be a part of what God is doing here at Life Church Buffalo. So welcome. It's good to have you with us today, whether you're in the room or those of you tuning in online. Hope you're doing well, praying for you. I look forward to seeing you in the room and in the house. Uh, but it's, we're going to be kind of, we're in this series where we're talking about prayer. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what your experience is with prayer or how often you pray and what your prayer life consists of, but my, my contention is that for many of us, if you don't, like, some people just don't know how to pray, and other people, their prayers are really, my, my argument is just, it's too generic, it's too safe, like, God be with me today, you know, God, Maybe you were taught a prayer as a child, you know, when you sat down and, and said grace over your meal, and maybe it rhymed, like, you know, good food, good meat, good God, let's eat, or something like that, you know, which in my opinion is just a step above the prayer that was prayed in a movie that came out a few years ago, like, dear eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, thank you for your bounty, you know, of KFC, Domino's, and the always delicious Taco Bell, or something like that. You know, I, maybe for some of you, that's the extent of your prayer life. And I'm not saying we shouldn't thank God for our food. Like, it's good to be grateful and it's good to say thank you and ask God to bless your food. But I'm hoping there's some people in the room today that realize that there's more to praying than asking God to bless your food. I really believe that there are some prayers that move God's heart more than other prayers. I believe bold prayers honor God and that God honors bold prayers. And I believe that God is raising up a generation of people who have the courage to move beyond some of the safe prayers we're used to praying and begin praying some dangerous prayers. Because following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And that's what this series, Dangerous Prayers, is all about. In week one, we prayed the dangerous prayer of God, make me bold, fill me with your spirit and give me the boldness to share your love and your light and your message with everyone I'm able to. Last week, we talked about the dangerous prayer of Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Today, we are gonna wrap this series up with one more dangerous prayer and that prayer is this, speak to me. Speak to me, Lord which is a prayer that was prayed by a young boy named Samuel in the Old Testament. If you have your Bibles and you'd like to follow along, we're gonna be in 1 Samuel chapter three. While you are turning there, let me give you a little bit of context so you understand what we're about to read. Samuel in this passage is about probably 11, 12 years old, so imagine a fourth or fifth grade boy praying this dangerous prayer. And Samuel was raised in the temple. He worked in the temple and he worked for the priest who also lived in the temple, whose name was Eli. See, when Samuel was born, his mother Hannah had dedicated him to the Lord and let him grow up and be raised by Eli in the temple. And the problem, though, was that Eli was not exactly fulfilling his end of the bargain when it came to his duties as a priest. And he was sinning against the Lord. His family, his children, his sons were wicked and evil. They were blaspheming God's name. And despite warnings from God, Eli refused to discipline his children. And so one day, Samuel goes to bed, and he hears a voice out loud call his name, Samuel, Samuel. 
And having never heard God's voice before, he assumes it's Eli, the priest. And so he runs into Eli's room and says, here I am, did you call for me? And Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed. You know, and a few minutes after going to bed, he hears the voice again. Samuel, Samuel. And so again, he thinks that Eli is calling him and he runs into Eli's room and says, here I am, what do you need? And Eli's like, what are you talking about? I didn't call for you, go back to bed. And so Samuel goes back to bed and, and a third time, he hears it again, Samuel, Samuel. And so a third time, he runs into Eli's room. He says, like, what do you need? This is the third time you've called me. And finally, the light bulb comes on for Eli. Oh, God must be speaking to you. And so he tells little Samuel, he goes, I want you to go back to bed. And if you hear the voice again, I want you to respond by saying, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And so that's where we pick up the story. Samuel goes back to bed. And in verse 10 of chapter 3, the Lord came and called as he had before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel, the little boy, replied with this very dangerous prayer, speak, your servant is listening. Now, I don't know about you, but I think it's really cool that Samuel, as a little boy, got to hear the audible voice of God. Parents, don't ever dismiss the possibility that your child can hear God's voice. You don't have to be an adult. You can hear God's voice as a child. And I love that we have a generation of kids and teenagers that are learning how to hear the voice of God in our church. But Samuel hears from God and he responds with this dangerous prayer Speak, Lord, I'm listening. And what makes it a dangerous prayer is that you don't know what's gonna come out of God's mouth next. You don't know what he's gonna say. That's what makes it so dangerous. And in Samuel's case, what God said to him next was not an easy thing to say. Now before I tell you what God said to Samuel, let me ask you a question. How many of you know how many times in the Bible God spoke to someone and gave them an assignment that was easy for them to accomplish. Anybody know how many times? Like did God ever tell someone to do something that their response to that task was like, oh that's easy, God I got that, that's no problem. Anybody? Like how about Noah? Noah, I want you to build me an ark. What's an ark? What's well, a really big boat about the size of a football field and a half, that's gonna take you 75 years to build. And everyone that lives around you is gonna ridicule the entire time for 75 years while you're building this boat. When you're done building it, I'll give you the plans for it. When you're done building it, I'm gonna send a male and female of every living creature on the planet to come and join you and your family on the boat because I'm gonna flood the whole world. And after the floodwaters subside, you and your family will single-handedly be responsible for repopulating the entire earth. Noah's like, sounds like a piece of cake. I'll do it right after lunch. <laughs> How about Jonah? Jonah hears a message from God who says, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach to the most wicked, evil, violent people around and I want you to tell them that they need to repent or they're gonna die. To which Jonah's like, is that all? Piece of cake, God, I got that, thanks. Easy peasy. How about Mary? Jesus' mother who has an angel appear to her as a teenager 
He says, congratulations, Mary, you've won. You have found favor with God. Well, that sounds exciting. What have I won? Well, Mary, you're going to give birth to a son, even though you're an unmarried virgin. And oh, by the way, your son's going to be the son of God. To which Mary's like, that sounds exciting. All my friends are going to believe that I got pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and they're all going to want to be my friend. In fact, I want to post this to my Instagram reel right now. Hashtag blessed, hashtag humble to raise the son of God. So clearly I'm being facetious. There is not a single example in scripture of God speaking to someone, giving them an assignment that was easy for them to do. Every time God asks someone to do something, it always challenged them and stretched their faith. So if you have the courage to pray, speak to me, Lord. As much as we would love to believe that every time God speaks, he's going to pronounce his blessings over us, we need to understand that sometimes when God speaks, his words are going to convict us. His words are going to challenge us. It will stretch us and and teach us to depend on God like we've never depended on him before. It will require greater levels of faith than we've ever had before. What he asks you to do might seem difficult or even impossible. Getting back to Samuel, when Samuel says, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Unfortunately, what God told him to do was not an easy assignment. God didn't say, Samuel, now that I've got your attention, I just wanted to announce to you that I'm about to pour out all my blessings on my people. He didn't say that. He didn't say, Samuel, you know that really cute girl in the youth group that you go to? That's going to be your wife. You're going to marry her. You're going to have a couple of children, a dog. You're going to make six figures as a YouTube influencer. That's how much I love you. God didn't say that. No, what God said to Samuel at 12 years old was he said, I'm about to do something shocking in Israel. It's going to shock everybody because I'm about to bring judgment to Eli and his entire household. He has sinned against me. His sons are violent. They've blasphemed my name. And despite my repeated warnings that judgment would come, he has refused to discipline and correct his children. Therefore, I'm going to bring judgment to Eli's family. And I'm trusting you, little Samuel, to tell him this. God told a 12-year-old boy what he was going to do to the man who essentially raised him. Eli was like a father to him. He loved him. Can you imagine the burden that Samuel must have felt being entrusted with this message that God had given him? That's why speak, Lord, is a dangerous prayer because you don't know what God's gonna say or what he's gonna ask you to do. So when you ask God to speak, you better be prepared to hear what he would say to you. So I wanna take a step back for a moment and talk for a few minutes about prayer in general. What is prayer? Prayer essentially is communication. It's it's a communication with God our Father. And just like any good, real, meaningful communication, it's meant to be a two-way dialogue. Every husband and wife knows that to have good communication in marriage, it requires two people 
speaking and listening. So we need to know today that prayer is not just talking to God. Prayer is also, and more importantly, listening to God. And yet for some of, some of us, all we, all we think about when it comes to prayer is telling God everything we want him to do for us. And I wonder if God's ever was like, okay, I, I, I get it. You told me what you need. I know, I know what you want me to do. You've told me how you want me to do it. Now, would you just stop talking for a second? Like, I love you and I want to speak to you, but I can't get a word in edgewise because you won't stop talking. Listen, in prayer, how many of you know way more is accomplished by listening than by talking? If there was one party that could benefit more from listening in this two-way conversation, how many of you know I need to hear what God has to say way more than he needs to hear what I have to say? Way more is accomplished in prayer through listening than by talking. There's been way more examples of breakthrough in my life when I took the time to just stop talking and listen to what God has to say instead of just rattling all the things off that were concerning to me and worrying me. God wants to speak to you. The question is, are you listening? So let's say you're, you're here today and you're like, okay, even though it's a dangerous prayer, I'm in. I, I want to learn how to hear God's voice. There's just one problem. I don't know what his voice sounds like. So I want to spend a couple minutes answering this question. How do I learn to hear God's voice? I want to try to make this as simple for us as I can today and give you three thoughts that I think will help us posture our hearts to better hear from God. And the first thing I want to encourage you to do against all the pressure and pace of life is to fight to be still. Be still before God. In fact, in Psalm 46, verse 10, God tells us how we're supposed to experience his presence. He says, be still and know that I am God. Notice he doesn't say, be frantic and know that I am God. Be rushed and hurried and stressed out and know that I am God. Seek me on the go and know that I am God. No, he says, stop. Slow down. Be still. Then and only then will you know that I am God. Question for you today. When was the last time you spent an hour or more binge watching your favorite show on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime? Some of you were like, last night? Three hours on the couch, it was awesome. When was the last time you lost track of time because you were doom scrolling on, on social media? Like you meant to just check your phone and the next thing you know, 90 minutes have passed because you've been watching funny cat videos. It's easy to do. When was the last time you spent an hour like playing video games or working out at the gym or doing something else that you enjoy doing? For the majority of us, I think it's probably not very difficult to think about you know, activities that we enjoy doing that it's really easy to give an hour or more time to. So my next question is, when's the last time you actually pushed out all distractions and sat still and were quiet, patiently waiting to hear God's voice. 
a convicting question to consider, isn't it? I don't have time to pray. I got so many things I need to get done today. Here's the truth of the matter. We make time for the things we want to make time for. We make time for the things that matter to us. We make time for the things that we enjoy doing. And so when people say, I want to hear the voice of God, if you really want to learn how to hear the voice of God, then you really need to learn how to slow down and be still in his presence. Be still. Well, what does God's voice sound like? This whole concept of hearing from God is new to me. Like, is it going to be like Samuel? Am I going to hear an audible voice call my name? Listen, as much as I think it would be completely awesome to hear a Morgan Freeman-like voice speaking my name, Peter, this is God. Like, he has the best voice ever. Like, if I picture God's voice, it sounds like Morgan Freeman. But in my experience... That's not usually how he speaks. And I'm not saying that, that he can't speak that way. Personally, I have never heard the audible voice of God. But I know people who have heard the audible voice of God. Just in my experience, that's not usually how he speaks. In fact, in Scripture, Elijah in 1 Kings 19 experienced an earthquake, a fire, and it says the voice was not in that. But then it says at the very end, there was a gentle whisper. There was a still small voice. If we want to learn how to hear the still, small voice of God, then we need to be still. We need to learn how to push out all of the noise of this world, all of the distractions, and be still, or we'll never hear the still, small voice of God. How does God speak to us? There's so many ways he can speak to you, but let me give you four quick ways, four of the primary ways I think God speaks to us. And the first one is to realize that the most reliable way that God speaks to us is through his word. God speaks to us through his living, active word. It will convict you of sin. His word will correct you. His word will guide you. His word will comfort you. His word will encourage you. It is God's living, breathing word. And we are people of the word here at Life Church Buffalo. If you tell me that you haven't heard from God, I'm gonna tell you it's probably because you're not spending enough time reading his word because God speaks to us through his word. I told you a couple weeks ago of the example of how when Kelly and I were praying about whether or not we should move back to Buffalo to pastor this church, we were praying and fasting, and God gave a verse in Genesis to Kelly while we were praying that answered the question we were asking. God spoke to us through his word. And reading his word is how you will learn what God's voice actually sounds like. As you get to learn the character and the heart and the nature of God, and you see examples of other places in scripture of when he has spoken to people, that's how you learn what God's voice sounds like. So number one, he speaks to us through his word. Number two, he speaks to us through people. Some of you might be experiencing God's spirit speaking to you through this sermon right now. Or maybe you've heard God speak to you through another message you heard another pastor preach. God can also speak to you through a close friend. Kelly and I were just at dinner last night with our closest friends. And we were recalling a moment. We've been friends with this couple for almost 20 years. 
And there was a time about 10 or 12 years ago where we were sitting in their kitchen when they lived in Orchard Park. And Sarah said something to us in the moment that caused everything else to just kind of go away as there was clarity about God's calling on our lives. And we knew in that moment, God just spoke to us through Sarah. God will speak to you, possibly even through your spouse. I can't tell you how many times God has spoken to me through my wife. And it annoys the crap out of me. Like, I can't tell you how often God speaks to me and his voice sounds like the voice of my wife. It's so annoying. God will also speak to you through your children. It's just a couple months ago, I was grumbling and complaining about something on the couch. And after I finished complaining, Sammy very calmly says, Dad, you know, I once heard a wise person once say, and then he blurts out this quote that I gave once in a sermon. And I'm like, shut up, you little twerp. I hate it when God speaks to me through my wife or child using a quote of my own in a sermon I preach. Having your words thrown back at you and God using that to speak to you. God can also speak to you through people who have the gift of prophecy. And prophecy is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he distributes to some believers upon the infilling presence of the Holy Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit that gives that person the ability to hear messages from God that are meant for other people to strengthen, encourage, or comfort them, which is the primary purpose of prophecy in the New Testament according to 1 Corinthians 14.3. That God will give people the ability through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to, to hear these messages from God that they are supposed to give to somebody else that will strengthen their faith, that will comfort them, that will encourage them. And I've got... Several people in my life that operate with the gift of prophecy, and I'm so grateful for the way that God has spoken to me through their willingness to just share what God lays on their hearts. One of them is in the room this morning. Pat McNerney, he is on our prayer team. He's on our leadership council, the board of the church. He serves in kids' life. And this man walks with God. He wakes up stupid early in the morning to spend time with God, he opens his Bible, his concordances, and God speaks to him, and he writes down what God speaks to him, and then he will later send me an email to say, hey, Pastor Pete, I was spending some time with the Lord this morning, and he gave me this picture, he gave me this word, and I just wanted to share it with you, and I can't tell you how accurate it is. I can't tell you how much it encourages me and builds my faith when he shares that with me. So God speaks to us through people. God also speaks to us through circumstances. God can cause certain circumstances to take place in our life in an attempt to try and communicate with us. He can open doors, he can close doors, but it's really important that we pray over those circumstances and, and trying to discern what he might be trying to speak to us through them because we need to understand that not every open door is a sign from God that we're supposed to walk through it in the same way that not every closed door is a sign from God that he is saying no. Because sometimes the enemy can open a door for us in an attempt to lure us and tempt us to go away from the thing that God has actually called us to do. And he can also, the enemy of our soul, Satan can close a door, put obstacles in our path that would keep us from doing the things that God has actually called us to do. So we need to pray over our circumstances and ask God to show us whether or not this is something that he is trying to reveal to us through them. And also know that God will never speak to you through your circumstances in a way that will violate or contradict what he has already revealed to us in his word. 
Like, I want us to understand this because I've heard some people say some crazy, whacked out stuff, believing that God was speaking to them through their circumstances because they were completely ignorant of what God had already said to them through his word. I've had people say, well, my boyfriend invited me to come and live with him, and so I think it's a sign from God because I really think I'm supposed to marry him. That's not God speaking to you. He doesn't want you to move into your boyfriend's house. He wants you to live a life set apart and holy and pleasing to him. To treat your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. God will never speak to you through your circumstances in a way that will contradict what he has already spoken to us through his written word. And when trying to discern God's voice through circumstances, I think it's important for us to also understand that we shouldn't make any major life decisions based on a single circumstance or set of events. Because as I said, circumstances may or may not be God trying to speak to us. And so really you should look at your life over the span of months and years and try to ask like, what has God been doing in my life? What, how has he been revealing himself to me? Where is he leading me? What is he calling me to? And you should ask yourself, in light of all that God has been doing in my life over these last few years, does what I think God is speaking to me through this circumstance make sense? Ask yourself that. And when a circumstance lines up over with what God has been doing in your life over a period of time, then God may be trying to speak to you through that circumstance. I shared with you a couple weeks ago of the circumstantial text message I got back in 2012 from my brother-in-law asking if I would be interested to interview for a pastoral position at a church in Ohio. And the natural, it didn't make any sense. But when I look at my life, I knew from the moment I was 13 years old that God had called me to preach the gospel and that I would one day be in vocational ministry. So this circumstance of an opportunity and a door opening was in fact God speaking to me because it was consistent with what he had already spoken to me in the past. Does that make sense? So this situation especially, I wanna be very careful. It's, it's nuanced. We can't just assume that an open door is, oh yeah, that's God, I, I need to walk through that. Pray about it. Is it consistent with his word? And is it consistent with what he has been doing in your life and where he's leading you? And then lastly, God also speaks to us through his spirit. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, which means our spirits can commune and communicate with God's spirit that lives inside of us. And that's why when you ask God, speak to me, God, guide me, God, lead me, speak to me, you'll begin to experience these unusual like senses or promptings and you won't even necessarily be able to explain it. That's, that's where that still small voice comes into play that I mentioned earlier. Out of nowhere, you'll start getting these random promptings from the Holy Spirit to reach out to somebody. You're like, I, I can't even explain this, but I just felt like the Lord laid you on my heart and I just wanted to let you know I'm praying for you and I'm, I'm trying to get a lot better at this. Where as I'm, I'm praying, it happened three times this week, in fact. I'll pray a lot of times in my car on my way to and from the church. And three times the Lord dropped the name of somebody into my heart as I was praying and I prayed for them in the moment and then when I got to my destination, I just took 30 seconds to draft a quick text and say, hey, I don't know what's going on in your life but I just wanted you to know that I was just praying and the Lord dropped you on my heart so I just wanted you to know I'm lifting you up before the Lord. And if there's anything going on in your life that you want prayer for specifically, let me know and I'll be happy to bring that before the Father. But I hope this text encourages you 
to know that God sees you and he's laying you on my heart to pray for you. You'll be like, I can't even explain it. I don't know why, but I just feel like I was supposed to call you. You doing okay? Can I pray for you? I'm not sure why, but I think I was supposed to text you. Or maybe when you're being quiet and still before the Lord, you'll get this prompting that you're not supposed to take that job offer even though it's a 50% increase in pay. Or maybe he'll speak to you that you're supposed to sign up and volunteer for that outreach event at church. Or that he wants you to bless somebody financially. It may not make sense to you, but he might, even, he might lay somebody's name on your heart in even a specific amount. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But you won't hear it until you are still. To hear the still, small voice of God, we have to learn how to be still. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. And the more you listen for God's voice, the greater your ability will be to hear and discern when he is actually speaking to you. How do I learn to hear God's voice? Number one, be still. Number two, be willing. Be willing to hear whatever he might say to you and do whatever he tells you to do. Don't ask God to speak to you if you're not willing to hear what he has to say. After David sinned with Bathsheba, he prayed in Psalm 51 verse 12, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I love the way the NLT translate the last part of that verse. Make me willing to obey you. If you really want to hear God's voice, you've got to be willing to obey what he asks you to do. Oftentimes, our prayers are nothing more than us presenting our list of demands, our wish list to God. It's like, God, bless this person. God, keep me safe. God, heal my headache. God, touch so-and-so. God, help me get this job. God, I've got this promotion. I really, would you give me this promotion? God, would you give me a new boss? I really can't stand my boss. Like, it's all of our things that we're just wanting God to do for us. What if, instead of going to the Lord with our list of demands, what if we approached the Lord with a blank sheet of paper instead? And what if we said, God, before I ask you to do a single thing for me, would you just come and speak to me? All I want is to hear your voice. I'm listening, God. What do you want to say to me? And then just be still with a heart postured with a willingness to hear whatever he might say to you in that moment, even if it's challenging. Because if you're not willing to hear hard things or do what he says, you shouldn't ask him to speak or expect that he will. If God speaks to you about a sin in your life, are you gonna get defensive? Are you gonna try to explain that, excuse that, or are you willing to hear that? And are you willing to then confess it and repent of it? If he speaks to you about that unkind word that you spoke to your spouse or your friend the other day, are you willing to receive that correction? And are you willing to then reach out to that person and apologize and ask for forgiveness? If he speaks to you 
about a grudge you're holding against someone that really hurts you. And he tells you that you need to forgive that person. Are you willing to, to hear that? Even if they haven't apologized, even if you don't think they deserve it. You don't know how much they hurt me. Have you ever been praying and spending time with the Lord and, and you're reading your Bible and you're trying to be still and you're like, God, I just want, I want to hear your voice. And these images of the face of the person that hurt you or wounded you keep like interrupting your prayer time. And you're like, God, I just want to spend time with you. Would you, would you get this picture out of my mind? Would you get this name out of my, that's, that's too much pain. What if that is actually God speaking to you? What if that is God trying to show you and tell you, hey, there's an issue that's unresolved in your heart. You've got some bitterness that's starting to, to grow in your heart because you've not forgiven someone and I can't forgive you if you won't forgive others. You're never gonna hear my voice if you don't do what I've asked you to do. What if God speaks to you and shows you a better way to love your spouse who isn't loving or following Jesus and hasn't exactly provided you all the things that you need. Are you willing to hear that? And are you willing to show that love? What if God asks you to trust him in the area of your finances and begin giving him the full tithe instead of robbing God and just tipping him a few dollars here and there? Are you willing to hear that? Are you willing to give that? What if God tells you that he wants you to stop being a fringe attender that comes to church every couple of weeks and actually wants you to start using the gifts that he has given you to join the dream team so that you can serve others? Are you willing to hear that and are you willing to sacrifice more of your time on a Sunday morning to actually serve one and attend one? Are you willing to hear what he has to say? And a little caveat here, and this is so important. If you're gonna pray this dangerous prayer, God, speak to me. If you really want to hear him speak to you, make sure you obeyed whatever the last thing was that he told you to do. Why is it so often that we feel like we can't hear from God? I'm thinking maybe because it's because you didn't obey the last thing he told you to do. God's not gonna tell you the next thing he wants you to do if you've completely ignored and disobeyed the last thing he told you to do. God's not gonna continue, he, he won't speak to you if you've just demonstrated this, this cavalier attitude towards the things that he has laid on your heart, the things that he has told you to do. Don't get mad at God for not speaking to you. He has spoken to you. You just haven't listened to what he had to say. So be willing to hear whatever he has to say and do whatever he tells you to do. So how do we posture ourselves to hear from God? Be still, be willing. Number three, be ready. Be ready. And some of you were like, isn't that the same thing as being willing? It is very similar to the last point, but in my mind, there's a little bit of a difference and a distinction between the two. And let me try to explain it to you. Willingness to me speaks of an open heart posture that's willing to hear whatever God says, even if it's difficult to hear it. Readiness, on the other hand, is the state of being fully prepared for action. For example, I am willing to let my friend and workout partner, Joe Bart, who's at the soundboard this morning, tell me after service, Pete, you need to meet me at the gym at 7 a.m. tomorrow. I'm willing to let him to hear that from him. But when I wake up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., and even though I'm tired and I don't wanna go, I don't feel like going, 
but I get myself dressed and I drive to the gym and I step under that bar that has 455 pounds on it like I did last week. I brace my core and all of my muscles tense in preparation to lift the heavy load and do the squat. Do you see the difference? I'm willing to hear the suggestion that I should do something, but readiness is me preparing for action and doing the thing that's required of me to do. If you're gonna pray, speak to me, Lord. Make sure you're ready to do what he says. Think about little Samuel. He's working for Eli, who has essentially raised him. I'm sure Samuel loved Eli. I'm sure he wanted to honor Eli. And God says to him, I'm gonna bring judgment to Eli and his sons. They've blasphemed my name. They've done evil in my sight. And I want you, little Samuel, to tell them. And even though he was afraid, the very next morning, Eli asked him, did God speak to you? And Samuel immediately obeyed and delivered the message. He was ready to obey. How about Isaiah? In Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, Isaiah writes, then I heard the voice of the Lord asking me, who will I send, who will go for us? Then without hesitation or reservation, Isaiah was like, here I am, send me, I'll go. Notice he didn't ask, where are you gonna send me? He didn't ask, like, how are you gonna provide for me? He's just like, wherever it is, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll, I'll go. As soon as he heard God speak, he immediately responded with a readiness to do what God was asking. Kelly and I have raised our boys from a very young age with this, this adage. They could repeat it to you. As soon as you say two words, they would, they would know how to say the rest of it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Are you, am I, ready to immediately respond and obey whatever God asks us to do when he speaks. In the New Testament, there was Timothy who was called by God to be a pastor and to preach the gospel. And in 2 Timothy chapter four, Paul, his spiritual father and mentor, encouraged him to preach the word and then he said this, be ready in season and out of season. Be ready when the time is favorable. Be ready when the time is not favorable. Be ready when it's convenient. Be ready when it's not convenient. Be ready when you feel like it. Be ready when you don't feel like it. At all times, be ready to do what God has called you to do, which in Timothy's case was to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. Always be ready. And some of you are like, well, I'm not a pastor like Timothy, so that verse doesn't apply to me. I'm not, listen, you may not be called to preach vocationally, but last time I checked, Jesus has told all of his followers that we are supposed to tell everyone everywhere we go about him and to make disciples of everyone. And so the apostle Peter reminds us in 1 Peter 3.15 that you should always be what? Always be ready to answer everyone who asks you to explain. How do you have so much hope? Why do you have so much joy in the midst of trial? What makes you so different? Always be ready 
to give an answer to anyone that would ask you to explain why do you live the way you do? Why are you so generous? Are you preparing yourself for action? Are you somebody who, like the majority of people in our culture today, is continually pursuing comfort? And to me, I think the older we get, the more our our goal and priority as life is to continually seek more and more comfort. I want the right temperature, I want my bed comfortable, I want my car comfortable, I want this comfortable, I want that comfortable. Are you gonna continually pursue comfort or are you willing to intentionally do hard things, both physically and spiritually, in practice and preparation to make yourself ready for when God would speak to you and ask you to do something difficult. Remember, God never gave anyone an assignment that was easy for them to do. So when you pray this dangerous prayer, speak to me, Lord, be ready to respond to whatever he says. If he speaks to you about a sinful habit in your life, are you ready to immediately repent of it And then do whatever it takes to get that sin out of your life because all you care about is having intimate fellowship with Jesus and you don't want any sin getting in the way of that. If he speaks to you about doing something that you don't feel qualified to do, maybe lead a life group or go on a short-term mission trip, are you ready to respond immediately and say, Lord, it scares me. I I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, but I trust that if you're gonna call me to do it, you're gonna give me the grace to do it. He may tell you to invite your boss to come to church with you, even though you can't stand your boss. But what if your boss is mean because they've only experienced people being mean to them and hurting people hurt people? And what if God wants to use you to bring them into an environment where they can experience the love of Jesus for the first time in their lives and their walls come down and they embrace a love that can change their life? Are you ready? to do what he tells you to do. If he tells you you need to forgive someone that you've been holding that grudge for, are you ready? He may even tell you that you need to break up with this person you've been dating for a year because they don't love Jesus with all their hearts and they're gonna steer your heart and your affections away from your loyalty to Jesus. You may love that person with all of your heart. You may have envisioned a future with them. Are you ready to obey what King Jesus is telling you to do? Trusting that his plans for you are better than what you may have planned for your life. It's a dangerous prayer. Speak to me, Lord. So like I have the last couple of weeks, I'm gonna invite you to join me in praying this prayer every single day. In addition to God make me bold and God break my heart, tomorrow morning when you wake up, before you start your day, you just find a space in your house where you can be still and be quiet before the Lord and just say, God, speak to me today. I wanna start my day by hearing your voice. Lord, I'm listening. And I'm willing to hear whatever you want to tell me, even if it's hard. And I'm ready to obey whatever you tell me to do. And when he speaks, chances are that you you may want him to give you some, some more details. 
Like, God, can you fill in some of the blanks here? Like, if you, if you explain to me how this is all going to happen, I'd be, I'd be willing to do it. But in my experience, y'all, he rarely gives us the details for what he's asking us to do. And I think it's because we probably wouldn't be able to handle it if he told us all the details. I'm a detail guy. I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm very pragmatic. I want all my ducks in a row. But I think that if God told us everything that was going to be involved for us to do what he's asked us to do, we'd be like, yeah, no thanks. See you later. I'm, I'm out of here. That's why it takes faith to follow him. And so in a moment, I'm going to ask Olivia. She's going to lead us in a song. And Yes, I know this is something that we've done a couple times over the last few weeks, and we won't always do this. This is not like a new normal, but there are times as I'm preparing and writing these messages that I feel like rather than just ending with a closing prayer, it's appropriate that we provide an opportunity for you to respond to this message and to use the song that we sing as a prayer and a response to God. Because it's one thing to come and hear a message, close in prayer, be dismissed, and like, oh, that was great Sunday. It's another thing to hear a message that convicts us and actually respond to the message. And the name of the song that she's gonna sing is Spirit of the Living God. It's a little bit older song, came out about eight years ago. Some of you will know it. Others of you who are newer to faith or newer to church, this may be completely new to you. But some of the lyrics of the song go, Spirit of the Living God, we only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Because when you speak and when you move and when you do what only you can do, it changes us. It changes what we see and what we seek. So I want all of you to stand to your feet and get ready to sing this song as a prayer to him. And yes, I know it's a dangerous prayer. It's dangerous because you don't know what God might say to you. He might ask you to do something that is really scary and pushes you outside your comfort zone or feels completely impossible. But to me, the only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying this prayer. Because if you don't pray this prayer, you will miss out on what a God who loves you and created you for his glory wants to say to you. The creator of the universe, your heavenly father wants to speak to you. And if you don't pray this prayer, you will miss out on what he wants to say. I believe it's the cry of every human heart to hear the voice of their father and creator call their name. If you don't pray this prayer, not only will you miss out on what he wants to say to you, you'll miss out on what he wants to do in you. And more importantly, you'll also miss out on what he wants to do through you. So we sing the song with us. As we cry, speak, Lord. We're listening.
about where you're going to go next let's not rush this moment we spend all our lives rushing from here to there but right now in this moment let's just be still let's quiet our hearts and lean in because he's here and he's speaking they know you and they follow you we are your sheep we are your children I believe it is the divine right and privilege of every adopted son and daughter of the king to hear the voice of their heavenly father speak to them so God I pray that this would become our primary focus and desire would you grow our desire to hear your voice and God would you give us the grace to develop the discipline to prioritize your presence more than everything else. Lord, that amidst all of the hustle and bustle and the busyness and the tasks and the responsibilities of taking care of our children and going to work and house chores and all of that that calls for our time, Lord, would we be a people who seek you first in the secret place, that we would not dare start our day without having sat still at your feet, to be still. Say, God, what do you have for me today? What do you want to say to me? I want to hear your voice. I'm hanging on every word. Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to hear whatever you want to say. I'm ready to do whatever you ask me to do. Just speak. Lord, and I thank you that as we prioritize your presence as we develop the discipline of sitting at your feet Lord everything in our lives will change all the things that have been 
causing us to worry and stress and fret. Lord, when we get your perspective on the things that we're facing in life, all of those things suddenly seem to look a little bit different. We'll be better husbands and wives, better fathers and mothers. We'll be better siblings. We'll be better bosses. We'll be better employees. How we handle your money will change as we recognize we're the owner of nothing and the steward of everything. We'll be better friends. Because we've learned how to lean in. Drown out the noise of the world and hear your voice. God, I seal right now in this moment every word you've spoken. I believe that God has spoken to some of your hearts. So I just seal it right now in the spirit. And God, I pray that even as we just sang that song, we would be changed as a result the way we see things and what we seek in this world will change after having heard your voice. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. Church, have you enjoyed this series? Love you guys. Hope you have an awesome week. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week.